0: Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy winning journalist from the White House to War Zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show.
1: Lovely Rita,
2: meet a maid. Nothing can come between us. When it gets dark,
3: breaking news. And some big breaking news tonight on The Rita Cosby Show. We have just learned tragically that one New York City police officer has been killed and another one is clinging to life at this hour. We also have the ages of the young officers, 122 who was killed, 27 who is in critical condition after responding to a domestic call in Harlem. Literally, literally basically just down the street from their precinct. Um, and the one who is fighting for his life right now is at the Harlem Hospital, where that is also in their precinct, the 32nd precinct. 32nd, right? Yes, right, they're yes, in Harlem. Right. And let's first go to the dispatch to hear the dramatic call.
4: 1-I-C-1-3-5. 3 2 3 Um,
3: Wow, shots fired. It is an unbelievably dramatic scene, and sadly, uh, the fourth officer who has been shot In just the last 72 hours in New York City, absolutely dramatic. By the way, in just a few moments, uh, we will hear from former New York City Police Commissioner Bernie Carrick. We will also hear from former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani, and we're going to be taking your calls tonight uh, on the Rita Cosby Show for the next two hours because this is absolutely heartbreaking and devastating for the city. We're also waiting for an update briefing from the hospital uh, because we know that Mayor Eric Adams is there also the NYPD, and we should be getting a briefing from them, and we will go to that whenever that press conference happens. In the meantime, let's go to our newsman, Bob Brown. Um, Bob, real quick, I just want to get some Q&A with you here. Um, what do we know? about the suspect. We know that they were apparently the cops responded to a domestic call in Harlem um, just about five hours or so ago. Tell us a little bit what we know of what they encountered and a little bit about the suspect, Bob.
5: Okay, so the call came in earlier this evening. You just heard the dispatch up at uh, 135th Street between Malcolm X Boulevard and Adam Clayton Powell Jr. Boulevard. That's actually near Harlem Hospital. Uh, By the way, it was a domestic dispute uh, between mom and her son, Uh, the son locking himself in the bedroom, then reportedly coming out of the room, firing his weapon, hitting uh, the two officers. Not too clear, supposedly, that this took place in the lobby of the building. Uh, One of the officers was hit in the face. It's not clear if both were hit in the face. We're waiting to hear more on that. Supposedly, the... um, the son's mom is a corrections officer. Again, that's not official, but that's what we're hearing. Uh, supposedly, the son grabbed the mom's gun, and that's when he started shooting. As far as what we know about the um, the suspect, he's identified as 47-year-old LaShawn McNeil from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Uh, we're hearing that he was on probation. I do not know what for at this time. But again, as that third police officer, uh, did shoot him at the scene, he's been, he's been killed. So right now, again, we're waiting word from Harlem Hospital from the mayor. A 22 year old police officer is dead. 27 year old officer is in critical condition, clinging to life, assuming at Harlem Hospital. And, uh, the third officer we heard may have just, suffered some minor injuries, but he's the officer that supposedly shot the suspect dead. So Very powerful. You know,
3: know. Bob, I want to ask you, this is also going to be a test for Eric Adams. I mean, he's only been on the job 21 days. He rode on being tough on crime. And this is obviously tragic. It's going to be powerful to hear. He's a former police officer. He's going to feel this loss, as we all do in the city. Um, what do you think? Uh, what do you think we're going to hear from him tonight? Any I sense?
5: I mean, what we're saying in 20, you know, this year already proving to be a deadly one. Which you heard me repeat on the news in just three weeks. This makes what five NYPD officers have been shot in a three week period. That's incredible. Uh what do you think we're gonna be hearing from the mayor tonight? I'm not so sure. I think there is so much information involved with this. I have a feeling I think he's just gonna be brief. He's just gonna to get to the I think he's just gonna to get to the point of what happened and why, where, and how come. And I'm not I'm not I'm not looking for a long winded press conference tonight. I think he's just gonna to stick to the basic facts. I think he's just gonna say more needs to be Investigated to find out exactly what happened, why it happened, who was where when it happened. That's all going to come out. But I don't, I don't anticipate a long-winded press conference tonight uh, when the mayor speaks at Harlem Hospital. And we're still waiting right now. Yeah, we are still waiting
3: right now. And, and that press conference should happen at any moment. Um, you now, know. By the is,
5: way, if I could interrupt, I would hope it would be a long-winded press conference. Yeah, I, I hope would hope so he too. would give details. But I don't know, Mike. I've seen these things before and sometimes there's so much information that uh they'll you'll just get the basics of really what happened and then and then later on tomorrow morning or later on there'll be a new another another press conference but i i i I just still feel personally there's going to be a lot to say tonight
3: i think it's going to be a very somber press conference too as we all feel in the city you know um bob we're sitting here and we're just thinking gosh what is going on through the mind, first of all, the families. It's been a heartbreaking time, as you point out, in the city. Um, And he's going to have to say, listen, um, A, we got to crack down on crime. This is devastating. But also, first and foremost, embrace our NYPD family Mm -hmm. because they're mourning tonight as the city is mourning tonight. And,
5: you know, to her credit, Governor Hochul right off the mark earlier tonight, tweeting her her, uh, feelings for the families and and Harlem and offering uh, Eric Adams any help he needs as far as – this um, this um, situation goes with the, with the shooting, so she's offering her all of the assistance that the mayor needs.
3: Yeah, give so. us a sense of what um, Governor Hochul has said, because I know that she did put out um, some statements, and a number of others have also put out statements. Um, which is it's this has just been heartbreaking, Bob. You know, to see what's been going on, um, and to see the crime that's been escalating in our city. Of course, it comes at a time. Where we've also, you and I have both done a lot of stories on sort of soft on crime DAs, if you will, you know, the Mm -hmm. Alvin Bragg and Gascon in Los Angeles. This is a horrible, just devastating combination and where police have felt disparaged. They've had a hard time, you know, retaining uh, new cadets coming in and getting cadets and getting funding. So it's been a very just, you know, difficult time for the city in general.
5: And Hochul's statement, I think, was just very brief. Uh, Her heart goes out. To Harlem, uh, the families of the officers, and again, just um, letting Mayor Eric Adams know that uh, she is ready to assist in in any in any way she can. I just, it's just, you know, the point is. Uh, five police officers in three weeks, my God, as you say, tied in with the with the Alvin Bragg being soft on crime. It couldn't – you know, I, I hate to say this because you wish all the luck in the world to a new mayor or all backing him, but I guess you couldn't have gotten off to a worse start right now in yeah. this new administration. No, my – you have this tonight. You have the Alvin Bragg situation. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I just think, um, you know, it's not – it's – Obviously not Mayor Adams' fault what happened tonight. It's my God, it's a it's a terrible situation. It's it's uh it's it's awful. But uh just the beginning of this administration just not getting off to a good start. And uh if there's anything that's gonna come from this is this pe- more people are gonna be yelling, Holy hell, for this stuff to stop. I don't know if it's ever going to stop, but I think I think people in this city, and I've just just about had it with you know with the COVID and the crime that's increased with COVID and what we've gone through, and I, I live here in the city too. In the streets, all the abandoned stores. There's always been homeless. I know that. That's never going to go away. But But it
3: is terrible now, Bob. You you hit it on the head. There is not a single place where I have, like, walked out where you don't see, you know, homeless. You don't feel like – and as a woman, I don't feel safe. You don't feel safe walking Mm -hmm. the streets. And here is Eric Adams, 21 days on the job today, um, riding on getting the city safer, People said, "Okay, we're going to pick him because he's a former cop. They thought he could kind of bridge the community and bridge police." Um, he, I think, has to come down hard tonight and say that this cannot be tolerated in this city. No. That this needs that people need to get tough that whoever you know that this gentleman and obviously he's he's dead but 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 you look at his record too apparently he was out on probation other re- uh places are reporting he was out on probation for criminal control of a uh substance but that he had a long rap sheet and we're seeing this kind of broken record
5: over and over again bob it's heartbreaking now the what, what administration does that go back to with this with this uh, i mean that's is that Alvin Bragg's i don't think so right so I, 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 what do you do? You what, have to send a message what,
3: that shooting a police officer but, will not be tolerated right. and you will throw the book at him. And he needs to tell this city that we will get a handle on it because people are scared, just as you and I are talking about, Bob.
5: There's no death penalty in New York. You know that. Yeah, absolutely. Also, there's the sus- even more reason you want to make sure you lock them up and throw away the key. You know, you can start with that. There's no death penalty. whether that goes back to the Cuomo era. Yeah, it goes right. back for his, a long time. His Maybe religious it's, beliefs as being a Catholic. I'm a Catholic, too. Maybe but, it's time right? to break it I, back. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I, you know, that's a that's that's something that needs to be reconsidered, I guess. I don't know if capital punishment's ever going to return to New York. Um, everyone talks about, uh, you know, if you read in the Daily News, you see those, those articles they publish every now and then about uh, crimes back in the 20s and 30s, and it always ends... It always ends with um, them going to the chair and sing sing. You know, I mean, do you do you bring that kind of thing back? As as I was saying, you know, do we? I was I was just saying in the Daily News, you see those stories about old Sparky sing sing, and you know, it was just it was routine. Who's next? That's you're going to kill people, then you have to pay the you know pay the penalty. But um, no death penalty here. So the worst that someone's going to get is life in prison, right? For for Something now. as heinous as this, absolutely.
3: Right? It's an unbelievable. I, I say, you know, it's funny. I, I covered Stanley Tukey Williams, a very famous case, Bob, where uh, where the execution didn't go as planned. It was lethal injection mm. in California. I was picked as a witness, believe it or not. Um, and uh, you know, they have still obviously had the death penalty there. Um, But there are some crimes that I just think are so horrible. And when you hear that this guy's case and apparently somebody, again, a repeat offender, it goes over and over again. Um, By the way, everybody, again, we are waiting for the press conference uh, that should take place at any moment at the hospital. Um, We're waiting. This will be Eric Adams, of course, the new mayor here of New York City, only on the job 21 days riding on safety and security in New York. What will he say? We'll find out. We're going to be talking and waiting for him. We'll also talk to our Curtis Slewa after the break and also continue with Bob Brown and others. Bob, thank you very, very much for your important Absolutely. perspective. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. And everybody, let's listen in on the news conference in just a moment here. This is the new NYPD commissioner. We're going to get to it in one moment. We see Pat Lynch and also Eric Adams. And in the meantime, as we're waiting for the news conference, let me bring in my colleague here and my friend, Curtis Lewa. Curtis, what a tragic, terrible night as we're getting the details. Uh, the latest is one killed an NYPD officer and another critically Wounded. Uh, We're waiting for the press conference any moment. But Curtis, your thoughts. What a terrible night.
6: Well, it's just a series of events and it's uh, first three weeks of Mayor Adams and he's got to get control of the city because it's not only cops who are getting shot. In this case, one killed, one clinging to life, but citizens got to come up with a plan should have had it already in effect from day one
3: absolutely and here it is it's 21 days on the job you bring up a good point because he has shown up at a number of these shootings of late um but you got to do more than show up and you know that can't be just
6: a mayor who goes to vigils and mayor who goes to uh, hospitals when cops are released all of that is good you got to have a plan and we haven't seen anything uh, of a plan to take back the streets, uh, the parks and the subways.
3: And, you know, Curtis, people are so worried right now in New York City. I mean, when you see that co- that people, this is the fourth cop, you know, um, in 72 hours, fifth one in three weeks that we've seen, um, and to see now the brazenness. Of criminals. Um, you've covered crime a long time. You've been there on the front lines, my friend. And I think about just how the callousness, um, you know, there was a time I didn't care. You know, I'd walk to New York City. I'd say, hey, I walked to work today, I tell you, you know. Now it's like I'm looking over my shoulder as a woman to walking. It just does not feel safe. And when you see cops killed like they were tonight, uh, one and one clinging to life, um, rookie cops too, the, the one who was killed was 22, the one who's in critical is 27. Um, it gives a sense that nobody's safe, that that the rules are off.
6: Well, Rita, we've never had carjackings before. We have them now in Midtown Manhattan. We've never had drive-by shootings before. That was a Los Angeles phenomenon. We now have drive-by shootings. So if you don't get control of the city quick, and then all the thugs see is a lot of hot rhetoric, but no action, no response from police, unfortunately, you're going to have more of this because... Right now, the thugs rule the streets. It's not the NYPD. And the thugs rule the subways, as we know. It's not the NYPD. And you have a mayor who one minute says, it's your perception. Crime is actually down in the subways. And then two days later says, I'm afraid to go in the subways. Hey, guy, that doesn't reassure the general public.
3: Right. And it's mixed messages, too, because you're right. First, he said, well, there's a perception, as you talk about. And then he got so much backlash that he's had to say, oh, well, I don't feel safe, too. Um, So then in addition to it, he's got the Alvin Bragg factor. I mean, that's the other thing, too. We've got a soft on crime DA. And again, you know, they're independent of each other. But that is a problem.
6: Everybody is taking on the new Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg. When he was here in the debate in the studios at WABC, he said exactly. Exactly the same things that he's saying now. So you, it's not. You know like, what I
3: said, Curtis? After he after the debate, yes. I literally said, "Boy, New York is in trouble if this guy gets picked." Right. And, and
6: remember, the two women who finished underneath him had the same agenda: hug thugs. And so you you combine their vote in the Democratic primary. Seventy six percent of the Democrats voted to release criminals. If you had an election tomorrow. They would re-elect Alvin Bragg overwhelmingly because the New York Times has endorsed him. You know how Manhattan is. Although, see, I
3: disagree. I think that it would be different now. I think that people, because of the horrible headlines we've seen, maybe not seventy-six, maybe maybe fifty would. I understand we have the press conference. Let's listen to New York City Mayor Eric Adams in his hospital bed, fighting for his life. And every single and this day appreciate the power First, and sacrifice Sewell. of the men and women of the NYPD. I'll ask Mayor Adams if he wants to say a few words.
2: Normally, when we do briefings like this, It's just the police officials who stand at this podium. I did not want that tonight. I wanted everyone to be in this same room. I wanted everyone to be here to understand. It is our city against the killers. It is our city against the killers. This was just not an attack on three brave officers. This was an attack on the city of New York. It is an attack on the children and families of this city. If we are not going to win this battle. By dividing lines between us, we must save this city together. That is what we must do. An 11-month-old baby was shot just a few days ago. Five officers were shot in this city. The unification of fighting this battle goes beyond the debate and rhetoric. It is time for us to save our city. And we are going to need everyone on the same page to accomplish this time task. And let me be clear, there are no gun manufacturers in New York City. We don't make guns here. How are we removing thousands of guns off the street and they still find their way into New York City? In the hands of people who are killers, constantly carving highways of death, destroying our communities. We need Washington to join us and act now to stop the flow of guns in New York City and cities like New York. We're all witnesses. We have witnessed these murders and we have witnessed the failure on the federal level to stop the flow of guns through this city. We are not going to live under the gun of dangerous people in New York City. We're gonna honor the memory of this officer lost to gun violence by standing united against these killers and those who are arming them. They're co-conspirators to the violence that we are witnessing in New York City. No one will divide this city with their violence. They're going to unite us, to come together and end this. We're going to find these guns. And we're going to find those who carry them and use them. We are committed to ending this violence. My heart goes out to these families who are experiencing such a traumatic experience. I go back to the days of thinking of Robert Venable, my close colleague, who died in the line of duty. And I remember my mother calling because she was unsure if it was one of her sons who was a victim of that shooting. And even after she heard it was not Bernard or Eric, she still had to hold her breath because she knew one of our brother officers was slain. And right now, every mother in this city feel the loss that this family is experiencing. We must commit ourselves to stop the debate and the dialogue and come together and realize a gun on our street is a threat to our safety. And we must do everything possible to remove that gun. And Commissioner, I thank you. I know how painful this is for you right now. And I thank these men and women who wore that uniform, wear the uniform that I wore. And countless number of times we had to go to hospitals and visit loved ones. with the to knock on doors and tell family members they lost their families to gun violence. And now you have to do it with one of your own. But I'm going to ask you something. No matter how painful this moment is, don't give up on these people in this city. Don't give up. Don't feel as though that they don't want you to do your job. Twitter and Instagram and social media, they're not the people you're protected. They want you here to do your job. No matter who's the mayor, no matter who's the governor, no matter who's the elected official, you have done your job and let's continue to do so. Let's protect the people of this city and not allow anger to get in our way of protecting those who are living with this violence every day. We are going to protect our city. That's our promise and commitment. It's a painful moment for us. Every time the commissioner and I had to visit a hospital from January 1st, seeing an officer shot in the head, seeing an officer shot in the leg, on Staten Island, responding to a domestic dispute. It's a painful moment.
7: You know, as we ran into this hospital today, you don't know what to expect. And there were hundreds of police officers running down the street, dropping their cars on the corner, running to this hospital. They were running to this hospital because they just carried two brothers out of a a hallway into this hospital to try to save their lives. Hundreds and hundreds of police officers are standing here today because their hearts tell them they have to be here because they feel like they're alone. We got to end that here today. Our hearts are broken. We're in shock. Our knees are buckling. And we're angry because we've been here before. We're angry because we saw it coming. We're angry because we said it was going to happen and it happened again. So tonight, you know, these police officers aren't going to sleep. They're going to be out in the street. They're going to do what they need to do. The ones that go home are going to put their heads on their pillow and they're not going to sleep. And they're going to cry. Well, it's time the city cried with us, and we know they are. But you know what? We stand shoulder to shoulder by the tens of thousands to, to, to shoulder our brother. We carried our brother here. We'll shoulder him out this evening. We'll stand in the hallway, and we'll pray for a family that's hoping their son, their husband, they come home. But it can't be just us. Yes we will stand patch to patch and bury our brother we will bow our heads in sadness but we need you too the streets can't just be full of new york city police officers at this funeral the public has to come the public has to send a message to anyone that dares to harm a new york city police officer not here not now not today not to us We're asking, we're humbly asking you to come out and help us. Then when this is over, yes, a conversation, a real conversation, not like our heads are on backwards and we don't know what's going on. We need help. They need help. We need help. It's time to do it now. We're all looking to do it. Give us that help so we can help stop babies from being shot, stop the violence. The guns that are coming in will help us take them out of their belts so they never dare pull it again. You know what I'm saying? We all know what we need. It's right in front of us. So now we're going to unite. And we're going, car- we're going to carry a New York City police officer out of this hospital and we're going to salute the best we can. We're going to do the best we can and we're going to line the church in front of that, that, that church synagogue mosque and do the best we can. But after that conversation, that's real. Laws that are real. Support that's real. Not press conferences. Let's get voting and give us what we need. Thank you.
8: Good evening. It's just a horrific day for the New York City and the NYPD, you know.
3: And you have been listening to a very passionate press conference taking place at the Harlem Hospital where an officer, as we know, has died. Another one is clinging to life at this hour. And you heard from Eric Adams. You also heard from the NYPD commissioner. And the last voice you just heard from was Pat Lynch. He is head of the Patrolman's Benevolent Association. And boy, head of the PBA was on fire in terms of anger and frustration. And you can hear it because he said, listen, we cannot go it alone. You have to come out, you the public, and say, you can't be shooting police officers. There is one who is clinging to life tonight, not knowing if he's going to make it home. And he is sick and tired of rhetoric and platitudes and press conferences and wants to finally see New Yorkers say, not in our city. Very passionate. And I want to bring in Curtis Sliwa. We also have with us joining us also Former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani, Um, Curtis, you're sitting with me. Your reaction, um, because uh, Pat Lynch was saying what I was thinking and I think what you were thinking,
6: too. Sure. Yeah, he was far more passionate than uh, Mayor Adams. Mayor Adams was like speaking generally uh, illegal weapons coming into the city. Okay, this is that's a problem. It's always been a problem. But we don't know if, in fact, the weapon that was used in this shooting of the two officers was, in fact, the police, uh, excuse me, the correctional department uh, employee issued uh, gun uh, that the mother had since she was employed by the correctional department as a captain. Let's wait to see where the facts are. But there's been a whole series of shootings. Uh, the cops are under attack. And I want to see this mayor... Uh, get an all-out rush into the streets so that the cops feel as if the mayor has their back and the city has their back because he's been supporting Alvin Bragg. How do you support Alvin Bragg? The guy comes out and he basically says, even in this case, if the individual were alive and found guilty, the most he could anticipate would be 20 years and with that 16 because he'd get four off for good time. So you're already triggering to everybody out there. That a cop's uh, life is of little value, and that in fact you're not going to uh, use every resource available in the DA's office. Uh, to make sure it's triple life without parole.
3: It's outrageous. And, and, you know, you bring up a good point because he starts talking about gun control. And in this case, this is this domestic shooting that happened that triggered this whole thing in Harlem. The woman, um, from some reports, the mother is a corrections officer. So if that's the case, then she would be able to have that gun. Um, And her son, who we're hearing, 37-year-old guy. By the way, the other thing, too, is this guy has a rap sheet. It looks like a mile long. Um, He even was out on parole for controlled substance. Um, so, you know, you kind of go, wait a minute, should have you even been out to begin with? You know, we've seen this and time and time again. There was
6: another domestic call in August uh, of 2021 to the same address, uh, apparently the same situation. That's the toughest job that police officers have to respond to is domestics. I know I and the Guardian Angels, we respond to domestics. And even when you come in and help the person being victimized, oftentimes that person will turn on you because now... You're basically restraining uh, a family member, a friend, a lover, a husband, a wife. Sometimes it's the woman.
3: Yeah, the Uh, emotions are so high.
6: Yeah, and and all of a sudden you think you're doing a good job and they all turn on you. So you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. In this situation, it appears they went uh, through the hallway into a rear room and that's where be, uh, uh, the son was waiting. They opened the door, and he just started blasting the cops.
3: Yeah, like we're hearing that he cornered himself like in a bedroom or some other room and then opened right, fire, now, killing the cops. He's from cop.
6: Allentown, Pennsylvania. It may be a uh, gun he had. It may be his mother's uh, correctional department-issued uh, gun. We don't know those details yet. That's why I'm, I'm saying I, I felt the mayor was being a little too generic. Just stick to the specifics of this action. Yeah, he was
3: sort of bringing in uh, the the baby who was shot. And by the way, I thought, obviously, terrible crossfire. But but we are mourning tonight. The the city is mourning tonight. And I thought, focus on
6: these two cops. And the cops under siege. Five cops have been shot. Since he took office, remember when the ball dropped January 1st, police officer doing two shifts was resting in his car in the parking lot of the 25th Precinct, East Harlem, between uh, 119th Street, Lexington and Park. He was shot in the back of the head. No arrests have been made in that case. And then we've seen the other two cases back to back. The rapper up in the Belmont section carrying a gun Mm -hmm. ends up shooting a cop, shooting himself, and now he's going to blame the cop for frisking him for the weapon, and he'll be released on bail. Unbelievable. And then you had the the, uh, police officer serving the warrant in Staten Island, and if he hadn't had a shield, he might well be dead. So it's war on the cops. And now this is Eric Adams' true test. If it had been Rudy Giuliani, it's no doubt in my mind from day one, he would have said no lectures to the cops, go out, do your job. Get get this city to the point where it's going to be a safe city. I have not yet heard Eric Adams say that. I hear him give him a lot of lectures to cops about what they shouldn't do. It's time he starts talking about what they should be doing with his full support.
3: And saying, if it was Rudy Giuliani who we're going to bring in right now. Uh, Rudy, are you with us here on the Rita Cosby show? I listening to yeah. you yeah. and Curtis. And, and you know what, Rudy? If it yeah. was you, and I agree with Curtis, if it was you, you would say... This will not happen oh, in yeah. my city. Case stop! You hit a cop. We are throwing I, the I, book I, uh, at you. I,
9: I think I told you this would happen when uh, the mayor didn't stand up to uh, to the DA. Yeah, sadly, you did, Rudy. I, I told I you, you, I told and you I this would happen, this. and the governor yeah. didn't remove him. That should have been done on day one. Uh, th- uh, I think uh, I think that Curtis will agree with this. You know, criminals uh, like everybody else; they listen. And they respond. And when they hear, uh, we're going to go easy, they get emboldened. Uh, And when they hear, uh, we're going to go tough, exactly the opposite happens. So, you know, uh, he gets elected. He's supposed to be the new sheriff in town. Tough guy, right? Uh, We have a 40% increase in in crime, worse than de Blasio right now. De de Blasio never had five cops uh, shot in uh, seven days.
3: Yeah. Three weeks. I mean, we are
9: right now going through more crime than de Blasio, with the tough guy. as the as, In other words, he delivered no message, and here's where he blew it, when he hid behind his police commissioner attacking uh, uh, the DA. What did he have to have her attack him for? Doesn't he have the guts to attack him? I mean, what the guy said is a patently absurd. His, his original statement was, if people do an armed robbery with a gun, and they don't shoot anybody. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let them out. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let them out on parole.
3: Yeah, it was the most outrageous. Hey, Rudy, I want to just have you focus on what huh. we just heard too, so- because oh, I, real quick, what was your reaction, Rudy? And everybody, we're talking to the great former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Also, Curtis here. Um, everybody listening, to this big breaking news night on the Rita Cosby Show. Tragic news: one NYPD officer killed, another clinging to life at this hour. You know what we just heard? Um, Rudy was the mayor who came out and right away he went into gun control. He was yeah. blaming guns. By the way, I wrote it down. He was blaming guns, blaming social media. Um, what about blaming thugs?
9: Well, what about, about blaming having too many criminals on the street by about three to one? Yep. Starting, starting with Cuomo, then with, then with de Blasio, then with Hochul, and now with him. I mean, he should have, the moment that guy started that stuff... He should have been in Hochul's office saying, remove him. That's what a mayor would have done. Yeah, you're talking about Alvin Bragg, the no, DA. No, I'm talking about if you're a mayor. Yep. Not if you're a politician talking out of both sides of your mouth, which is what he sounded like. Sounded like we, you know, sounded like we were getting a political speech. This was, I think I, I, think I wrote down his comment. This was a, um, this, we, we had a cop lost to gun violence. Lost to gun violence? No, no. We had a cop lost to Democrat crooked New York City politics. That's what we had. Yeah. And and going after the gun, one of the things
3: Curtis and I were just talking about. Um, and by the way, I'm going to hold both of you guys over till the break because we have a break in about a minute here. Um, but one of the things we were just talking about was the fact that this gun, by a number of reports, may have even been legal. That well, We the have, mother we may have, have a correction.
6: Uh, yep, go it ahead. Actually, it turns out that the gun that was used to shoot the pol- two police officers, Was a gun that had been stolen in twenty seventeen in Baltimore. Okay, so it was somehow ends up in this guy's hands. Okay, so it
3: wasn't from the mother. Okay, so we're getting new details that indeed it was a stolen gun Um, But nonetheless, um, obviously, just horrible and atrocious what we're hearing. Everybody um, stay with us. Curtis Lewa. Also, please stay with us. Former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with both of you on this big breaking news night. One NYPD cop shot to death, another clinging to life. What do we need to do to get this city on track and get our D.A. on track and a whole bunch more? That and a lot more after the break here on The Rita Cosby Show.
0: This is The Rita Cosby Show. Breaking news. W-
3: and if you're just joining us here on The Rita Cosby Show, some big breaking news tonight sadly, an NYPD officer killed another clinging. To life. And just a few moments ago, you were listening live here. We had the press conference of new New York City Mayor Eric Adams, again, only on the job 21 days. And this is what he had to say. Take a listen.
2: It is our city against the killers. It is our city against the killers. This was just not an attack on three brave officers. This was an attack on the city of New York.
3: Sounded pretty tough there, but then he went on to go after guns and social media. And soon after that, Pat Lynch, who's the head of one of the big unions in New York, he had a lot more passion and a lot more fire. And joining us now to talk about this terrible night and what it all means in terms of fighting crime and taking back our city, we got to, is former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani, also the founder of the Guardian Angels, and my colleague... Curtis Leewa, Let's go real quick to you, Rudy. Um, Your thoughts when you hear Eric Adams. That was, I think, the toughest he spoke tonight at the press conference. The rest.
9: Boy, it really scared the hell out of me. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. But you know what? I I mean, if if
9: if that's the toughest he can get, he must have been one heck of a cop. But in any event, here's what he should do. If he if he's really anything like a decent man or a mayor, he should have done it, you know, two weeks ago. Right now, he should get on the phone with Hochul. Letitia James, he should ask for a special prosecutor to replace Bragg, to prosecute this case. The guy is obviously viciously prejudiced against cops. He's a supporter of Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is dedicated to the killing of police officers. Every single protest, pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon, kill cops. That's what they asked for. They just got one killed. He should be, Bragg should be removed from this case. Bragg should be removed from every police case. A special prosecutor should be appointed for Manhattan for police shootings. And since he can't do police shootings, and he refuses to do about eight other categories of crime, which today he announced was constitutional, well, he's not a very good lawyer. I'm surprised my old law school didn't throw him out on his backside. You cannot categorically refuse to prosecute crimes. You can individually refuse to prosecute crimes. That's what somebody who's a lawyer would tell you. I am a lawyer. I don't know what he is. What he is doing is completely unconstitutional. Hochul should remove him now. You know what a signal that would send? You want to take the 40% increase in crime and make it a 40% decrease? Adam, stand up and say, get rid of this bum. Right. I, I'm not going to have any more of I my agree. cops. Why do you think there have been five cops shot? When the hell did we ever have five cops shot in Two weeks. A 40% increase in crime?
3: Yeah, it is shameful. It's, it's shameful. because
9: the mayor is cowering to brag. Bragg has announced a totally anarchistic system for dealing with crime. Basically, it's criminals take over. They have taken over. You know what the increase in auto theft is? I just got the ComStat statistics. 167%. I mean, they they must be taking every car in New York City. Right, because
3: like, they, they got a green light. They got you, a green you're light. You're not going to go to
9: jail for stealing a car. How, how about a 76% uh,
6: increase in grand larceny?
9: You're not going to go to jail for stealing. Well, it's, I
6: think, I think Rudy, uh, what other Bragg DAs... Bragg has got to go. What other, go, gone.
3: Yeah, what hold other, on one sec, Rudy. Here's Curtis. What
6: other DAs are saying about Bragg is you should never have issued the manifesto. You should just have issued a list of uh, crimes that you're not going to prosecute only internally, quietly, as they've done in the Bronx, Brooklyn, and Queens. Only the Staten Island District Attorney uh, has stayed uh, fast in terms of what he'll prosecute and won't prosecute. But all the DAs now, yeah, they is. have an entire list of all the things, Rudy, that they will not prosecute from the most simple violations to more serious, more complicated misdemeanors and felonies. And so by the, the way, way and, uh,
3: and by the way, one of the things that uh, Curtis and I uh, were talking about, Rudy, tonight during this presser, you could see Benjamin. He's the lieutenant governor and he's sitting there nodding his head and he's he's the same thing as Alvin Bragg. Well, well, he, uh,
9: well, where? He's going to go hide somewhere now,
3: <laughs> right, well, which is why he, he and Adam are going to go hide somewhere. Uh, it is a disaster.
9: This, this is a lack of leadership. Same thing is happening in Philadelphia with the Soros this is the Soros 1 million dollar DA we got they have the same thing in Philadelphia where they set a record for homicide last year. Twelve cities set a record for homicide last year. Ten of them have Soros elected, uh, selected DAs. Is that what we want? No, it's so scary. Rudy Giuliani,
3: thank you so much for joining us on such a huge, important night. We really appreciate it. Curtis Lee, too? I may have you come back oh, my shortly, pleasure. too. My pleasure. Thank you so much. And, everybody, we are going to continue with our wall-to-wall coverage. It is outrageous. We've got to get tough on crime throw out these Soros-funded DAs. And coming up, we're going to be talking to Bernie Carrick, former NYPD commissioner.
0: Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I know
7: you.
3: And everybody, if you are just joining us here on the Rita Cosby Show, a tragic night in New York City. Two police officers responding to a domestic violence call of a mother and son fighting were shot. One cop killed and the other clinging to his life right now. The mother calling police for help and then apparently met them in the front of the apartment and we have a lot of details. We also just heard from Mayor Eric Adams here live on 77 WABC, and also uh, Keyshawn Sewell, of course, the new New York City. Police Department Commissioner. In just a few moments, we're also going to hear from former New York Police Commissioner Bernie Carrick to get his take on all of this. And joining us now with the latest details is our newsman, Bob Brown. Um, Bob, you know, um, we're getting a couple more details about what happened. Kind of take us through, I guess, earlier tonight, what happened. They responded to a call around five o'clock. It was about
5: Here, there we go. Yeah, about 5 o'clock, shots uh, fired. Uh, Two uh, NYPD cops uh, shot 135th Street uh, in Harlem, West 135th Street in Harlem. The uh, police officers were investigating, three police officers responding to a domestic call between a mom and her son. Uh, The mom, who is a um, corrections officer, uh, what happened was when the police showed up at the apartment. The son had barricaded himself in a bedroom and then suddenly just came charging out, firing at the officers, um, killing one, a 22-year-old officer, and wounding another 27-year-old officer who was clinging tonight at a hospital. It was life um, undergoing surgery, I imagine. The third officer in this domestic call Shot and killed the suspect, and he's identified as 47 year old LaShawn McNeil from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Uh, we're hearing he was on probation, but I do not have any information at this time of why he was on probation. So, um, go you, go, you go, I'm know, sorry,
3: tragic time right now, Bob, uh, too, yeah, with the uh, sh- cops, uh, you know, shooting. This is the fifth shooting. Uh, of a police officer and a three week three week in a three-week period in New York. It's right. tragic.
5: And I, if, you, if you listen to Eric Adams, boy, was he... You know, and also, uh, first of all, uh, Keyshawn Sewell, the uh, commissioner who was on first, I was actually in the newsroom doing 10,000 things. I didn't get most of her remarks. But you know something? I didn't have to hear what she was saying. I saw... I saw the anger in her face, like her body was like physically shaking. I I mean, she was just livid, livid. And then the mayor came on uh, saying, uh, this is, um, uh, this is our city. It's us against the killers. Uh, they're not going to attack the city of New York. Calling on Washington, D.C. to stop the funnel of guns coming in from the southern states. There are no gun manufacturers as the mayor said here in New York. Uh, the mayor obviously saying his heart goes out to the uh, the families of, of the police officers. And also touching on what you just said, five officers shot in the city so far in just a three-week period. Livid, forceful. I have to admit, I was... You know, I was I I was pretty much satisfied or impressed with how he stood up um, uh, to uh, what happened tonight and, and, and what he intends to do and how he, he intends not to put up with it anymore. So I don't know how you saw that with him. How did you feel? Yeah,
3: I thought, I thought um, he meandered at times. I thought he pointed to guns and he should have pointed to thugs. Mm-hmm. And we just had on in the last hour Rudy Giuliani. And I think Rudy's point is that uh, Eric Adams should almost immediately call You know, the governor and say, uh, get rid of this Alvin Bragg or at least make sure that that police related shootings are not in this guy's hand. He believes that this rhetoric. um, And I think I think Eric Adams could have been tougher tonight. I, I actually was was I think he came out at some points forceful, but then I think mm. at other points he needs to point the finger that this will not be tolerated in the city, and that not only is he going to try to get illegal guns off he 's going to try to get criminals off the street. Criminal. I want to hear that that part Bob Brown, thank you very much now let 's go to our former New York City police commissioner here, uh, Bernie Carrick Bernie, oh, your goodness. reaction to tonight.
1: Honestly, Rita, I think uh, I think a couple of things has to happen. I think the mayor, the new mayor, Eric Adams, must call the governor and ask for the removal of uh, Alvin Bragg, the district attorney. And I you know, you and I talked about this a week ago, and I said that Bragg's position on lawlessness is going to embolden people to do things they shouldn't do. It's going to increase the amount of shootings. It's going to endanger the police officers in New York City. And this is a prime example of just that. Bragg's got to go. Um, number one, and then he's got to call for a, an investigative, uh, you know, a, a special investigator, outside investigator, that's going to investigate these cases until Bragg leaves. Because Bragg is not going to be somebody that's going to be, you know, supporting the police, um, conducting objective investigations. He's biased. He's anti-police. He's pro-criminal. He can't be in that position.
3: And now, Bernie, I want to play a little bit of Eric Adams. We were just talking with our newsman, Bob Brown, about that press conference. We carried it here live. I want to play a little bit of what Eric Adams had to say. This is about getting guns off the street. Take a listen, Bernie Carrick, and I want to get you to respond right after that.
2: How are we removing thousands of guns off the street and they still find their way into New York City? In the hands of people who are killers. And uh, by
3: the way, Bernie, we are hearing that that gun that was used tonight to kill the officer and severely injure the other one um, was illegally obtained in Baltimore a number of years ago. But then we're also hearing um, the, the mother was a corrections officer, too. Um, You know, so she would have had a right to have a gun. But we understand the one that was used, according to some reports, um, that it was illegally uh, obtained by the guy. But I I wanted to hear a little more from Eric Adams tonight. Um, I liked his passion. He was passionate. There was no doubt about it. But I wanted to hear him say, we are going to take our city back. If you commit a crime, we are going to basically lock you up and throw away the key. Uh, I didn't. So I heard more gun, blaming guns, blaming social media. I want to hear him blaming criminals.
1: Yeah, well, that's a part of the problem. Listen, Rudy Giuliani had three police commissioners. I was one of them. And I can tell you we had the same problem. Um, back then, people bringing guns into the city that didn't belong here. But here's, here's what remedies that issue. When people know that they come into New York City with an illegal gun and they get caught, they knew under Rudy Giuliani they were going to jail for as long as physically possible. They knew we would enforce the law and make sure that we put them in jail for as long as we possibly could. That's why they stopped coming. That's why the guns came into the city less. That's why we were able to reduce violent crime by 65 percent, murder by 70. And in the black community where, the, where their shootings were the highest and the violent crime was the highest, we reduced the murder rate by close to 80 percent. Why? Because they knew if they come into the city with guns and use them, we were going to put them in jail for as long as physically possible that should be the message
3: you know what i i cannot stand um and everybody we're talking to former new york city police commissioner bernie carrick bernie i cannot stand that tonight i was seeing some media coverage and and other people out there saying oh well we have to figure out how to deal with mental illness um we have to come and i'm sitting there thinking yeah we obviously we do have to figure something out on the other hand That's not where the priority should be tonight. The priority should be in protecting our city and protecting our police and letting cops know that we have their back. And for for the people to be focused on what can we do to help people who are pulling the trigger, this is not the time and the place right now to be talking about that.
1: Listen, uh, Rita, here's the bottom line. We've always got to be concerned with mental illness. We've always got to be concerned with homeless always, because it's a continuing problem. But you know what? Here's the bigger problem. When you allow people to engage in violent crime, I don't give a damn if they're mentally ill or they're homeless or anything else. The bottom line is, when you allow that kind of behavior, it emboldens others to do the same. That's what's happened in New York City, because Bill de Blasio allowed it. So now Eric Adams has to change the tune. And the bottom line is, nobody can say it can't be done. Rudy Giuliani did it. He did it against all odds, against everybody saying it couldn't be done. The New York Times, everybody else. Can't happen. Too big, too corrupt, too out of control, too dirty, too filthy. Can't be done. And he did it anyway. So don't tell me it can't be done. Have the courage to stand up. Call it what it is and attack it like you should.
3: Yeah, I agree. Now, do you think Mayor Adams will do that? And one of the things, Bernie Carrick, that you talked about, also Rudy just talked about just a few moments ago, too, as well, um, was the issue of trying to get rid of Alvin Bragg and the soft-on-crime prosecutor that we're seeing Soros-funded in New York. It's the same thing with Gascon and L.A. and in Philly. Um, there is a pattern here. Um, do you see him in any shape or form standing up to him? Like, one of the things I saw tonight, you know, I I was sitting here watching it, and Curtis and I were watching it. And as this press conference that we all heard here on the show, um, you see Benjamin, the lieutenant governor, shaking his head. This is a guy who believes the same thing as Alvin Bragg does. He's standing there at the hospital. You know, I'm glad he's there. But but what are you going to do? He's sitting there shaking his head like how terrible it is. But I don't know if these people understand their policies contribute to this. And do you think Eric Adams... Or Kathy Hochul will do something.
1: You you know what, uh, Rita, in my opinion, they're all phonies. The bottom line is, you know, they're standing up there. This is a political move for them. That's why they're shaking their head. The bottom line is, stop shaking your head. Stop talking, you know, uh, a game, if you will. Do the job you're sworn to do by the Constitution. Enforce the law. Allow the cops to enforce the law. Don't sign bills or legislation that's going to allow or embolden the bad guys to be in the streets. Force the district attorney to do their job. That's what you're supposed to be doing as a governor or lieutenant governor. And if the district attorney's not doing their job, then remove them. We don't have these recall laws like they do in California in other states, but the governor has the ability to, to pull them out of there. To remove them from that position. And tonight is a clear demonstration of why that's going to happen.
3: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Bernie Carrick, thank you so much for being with us on this big uh, tragic night, unfortunately, for the NYPD and for the city um, on this big breaking news night. And so important to get your perspective, my friend. Thank you for being with us. Thanks, Rita. Thank you so much, Bernie Carrick, the great NYPD commissioner. And when we come back, we're going to take your calls. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. I am angry. I am outraged. I'm heartbroken for our city tonight. There are so many emotions going through my mind. And we have to get tough, not just on the criminals, but get rid of these soft on crime DAs. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show.
0: Rita Cosby is on.
3: And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. I am heartbroken and I am sickened to my core tonight. The fact that now a 22-year-old young cop along with another cop who was responding to the scene of a domestic disturbance. Uh, both of them shot, one of them dying. The 22-year-old, the 27-year-old, remains in extremely critical condition. That's the latest word we've gotten in the last few minutes, per an NYPD official, uh, responding to a domestic disturbance in Harlem tonight, not too far from where their precinct is located. And again, one cop clinging to life, the other dead. Another one who actually gunned down the suspect. And guess what? It's a repeat offender with what we are being told is a long rap sheet. Um, this is heartbroken. We've got to take our city back. we got to get tough on crime. And we got to have a tough-on-crime mayor. He's got to step up. He has only been there 21 days. And already we have had five cops shot in the last three weeks uh, and now fatally Tonight, with one of them, a young cop, a 22 year old. Let's go to your calls. It's 1 800 848 9222. 1 800 848 9222. Uh, Jimmy in Brooklyn. Um, Jimmy, I am outraged and I'm heartbroken and I'm, I'm furious that we actually still have soft on crime DAs like this crazy Alvin Bragg that he's even in our city tonight. It, it is shocking and it's disgusting.
8: I agree with you 100 percent. I think Patrick uh, Lynch made a great speech. I think we, the public, have to be out in the streets loudly protesting against crime and supporting the police. We have to attend the funerals. We have to be outside the hospital where this wounded cop is. Uh, the attack on a police, where they even if they're not shooting, yelling in the cop's face and spitting at him, that should be a hate crime. It's a hate crime for any other group. Why not the police? When you look at the films of World War II and you see the American troops coming into France and the crowd was out there cheering them, giving them flowers, that's how we have to be with the police. The same way we were with the fire department at 9 11, the same way we were with the nurses and doctors helping the people with COVID. We have to look at the police as protectors and liberators.
3: Which they are. No
8: way- well, one more thing. You can't have one cop do something wrong and from that, you hate all cops. That's the definition of prejudice. You don't judge everybody by what you think is a bad act or a bad person. You don't judge the whole group. That's the definition of prejudice. We're in a war situation. If I were the mayor, heaven help the city if I were the mayor, but if I were the mayor, I would bring in Giuliani and the the former police commissioners for brainstorming Uh, This is what you do. That's leadership. Getting people who could do the job. I did renovation work. I took jobs. I don't know. what. And by the way, and Jimmy,
3: listen, we are in a crisis. I actually think you're right that he should be bringing in these people. I would do one even further, Jimmy. I actually think it is time for people to be out there protesting in front of Alvin Bragg's office. I think they should be, first of all, first and foremost, I agree with you. Outside the hospital, they should be praying. You know, I'd love to see some candles lit and people out there, a vigil, praying for this cop. That he pulls out, that he actually survives. Let's pray at this point. You know, this young 27 year old, I'd love for them to be praying, obviously, for the family of the 22 year old. And I'd love to see them out there in front of Alvin Bragg's office, standing out there and saying, Not in our city. We are not going to tolerate a soft on crime DA who's not going to throw the book at these people. In fact, by the way, he reduced resisting arrest of officers, he reduced that, he made that not a crime. How dare you do that to our city?
0: Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes.
3: And in tonight's Support Our Heroes, our thoughts and prayers are with the New York City Police Department. All of the officers, the great men and women in blue who every night... Every day, every hour, they are risking their lives. They don't know when a routine call could turn deadly, and tonight it indeed did happen. Uh, If you're just joining us, we have learned that two police officers were responding to a domestic violence call in Harlem of a mother and a son fighting Um, One of them was fatally shot, the 22-year-old officer, and another one, 27 years old, just both of them very young, uh, the 27-year-old clinging to life at this hour. Um, We know that the suspect, a guy from Pennsylvania, um, opened fire on the officers and apparently has a long rap sheet. And my question tonight is, what is Alvin Bragg, the DA, in Manhattan going to do? Uh, You know what? I I just have to read something to you because I just saw something and it makes me even more and more angry. A statement coming from Manhattan D.A. Alvin Bragg. I just got he uh, responded to the incident on social media saying, of course, it's a horrible tragedy. The officers who serve and protect us risk their lives every day. Violence against police cannot be tolerated. Great words. But this is a D.A. who took over. Now, it's only been three weeks, and he has doubled and tripled down on his policies that have been soft on crime, easy on the criminal. And, in fact, one of the crimes that he took off the books, basically, was resisting arrest of an officer. Basically, if you resisted arrest and you were, you know, fighting against an officer, that's not a crime under Alvin Bragg. And he was actually bragging about the other day, essentially, out there saying, you know, I'm just saying— Out loud, what a lot of other DAs across the country are thinking. And Alvin Bragg should be ashamed of himself that he's putting out a message tonight supporting the police when what he has come out with with his memo that he put out on day one was so anti-police and so anti-New York City, the good citizens of New York City. And tonight we have a dead police officer and we have another one clinging to life at this hour. I want to hear your thoughts about what we need to do with Alvin Bragg. Is it time, as we heard in the last hour from Rudy Giuliani and Bernie Carrick here on the Rita Cosby Show, talking about it's time for the governor to step in and try to remove Alvin Bragg and also send a message to these criminals that they will not be tolerated. Why is killing a cop not a hate crime? You kidding me? That should be like special circumstances times 10. And guess what? Yeah, we don't have the death penalty here in New York State, but there are some crimes that they absolutely should have it for. And I say killing a cop is one of them. And when you look at this, it's a repeat offender. We have done so many stories this week of repeat offenders over and over again. And the dangerousness of the rhetoric of people like Alvin Bragg and others, we have to get tough. And this mayor has to really, really get tough with criminals. He has to stop pointing the finger at guns. Yeah, we have illegal guns. we got to get them off the street. Yes, we have to take care of our homeless and mentally ill and people with problems. But guess what? We also have to take care of the good citizens of New York City because we have now a crime rate. We have now, it's up at 40%. That is a frightening number. And this mayor has been on duty for three weeks. He's got to send a message that New York City is safe. What are you going to do to bring it back? What are your steps? What are your A, B, and C? Take a listen. This is what Mayor Eric Adams had to say just a little bit ago in a press conference that we took live here.
2: It is our city against the killers. It is our city against the killers. This was just not an attack on three brave officers. This was an attack on the city of New York. It certainly was. So what
3: are you going to do, Eric Adams? You're a former police officer. You're a cop. You were there. NYPD almost 20 years. We have just lost one of our brothers, one of New York's best, a 22-year-old cop. Thank goodness there was another rookie cop that was on the scene who killed this guy who opened fire on them. They went to a back room. The guy opens fire. It's a domestic dispute, Um, apparently a location where they had been called before. And this guy opens fire, killing one of the cops and seriously injuring the others. Um, So this is outrageous. I want to have some comments now from Pat Lynch. He is head of one of the big police unions here in New York. And you could just hear the raw emotion and the raw anger that we all share in Pat Lynch's voice.
7: Our hearts are broken. We're in shock. Our knees are buckling. And we're angry because we've been here before. We're angry because we saw it coming. We're angry because we said it
3: was going to happen and it happened again. How sad is that? We are angry because we said it was going to happen. We said this was a cauldron. This formula does not work. And why have New York citizens elected Alvin Bragg at a time where we have skyrocketing crime? The only thing that can be done so you don't wait out his term and wait for the next time to vote is for the governor to come in and basically remove him, or at least he is removed from any sort of cop incidents Because this is a guy, again, who has professed his support for Black Lives Matter. This is a guy who has said that resisting arrest is no longer a crime. We have to get tough. Eric Adams has got to put on his big boy pants and has got to get out there and say, you know what? Not in this city. And he's got to show that Alvin Bragg is not in charge. The governor has to say, Alvin Bragg, you're not in charge. There has to be people not only standing outside of the hospital praying for this other cop to survive who's clinging to life at this hour, but there should be individuals that are actually standing outside of Alvin Bragg's office and saying, you know what? Go away. New York City deserves better and other big cities around the country, too, because this is an outrageous. I'm sorry. I'm so emotional tonight and I'm so angry tonight and I am so outraged because this was the writing was on the wall, one eight hundred eight four eight nine two 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 one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Kevin in Boston. Kevin, your thoughts about this?
4: Well, it's it's riveting, Rita. Rita, each and every day we're talking about the same subject, and as I echo, it's not a black America. It's certainly not a white America, and it's not a blue America. But we must respect the badge in the uniform. Without the rule of law, we are nowhere. Commissioner Kerrick hit it on point. These phony and pretentious politicians, uh, the Criminal Defense League attorneys, the ACLU, until we change the sentiment on our everyday lives within our communities to respecting just even yesterday. At our domestic call, one thirty in the afternoon, I don't know what borough, I think it was the Bronx, two officers were shot at. They actually killed the assailants, but they weren't hit. Two of them yesterday, almost.
3: Right. By the way, this is the uh, fifth shooting of an officer in three weeks. It's the fourth officer in just 72 hours. Um, it, it is. Hor- I agree. You know what's. You know what's amazing, Kevin. What what happened where we don't sit there and say, "Oh yes, officer." I mean, I grew up in a home where you know, if there was an officer, you know, you had the utmost respect. You were afraid to talk back to them. You were afraid to to do anything. You know, you're told if you get pulled over, you know, obviously show your license, do whatever. You know, and, and I think. Also, what happened in our city in 2020 when there were all those riots and all those images of cops getting beaten and, and basically cops were told to stand down basically for the first few days, that was an outrage. And we saw it not just in New York, but we saw it in places like Portland. And I'll tell you, there was a moment where I thought we have lost our country. And it was when that Portland Police Department was on fire. And you could see all the people chanting and cheering. Cops were nowhere to go around because they were too scared to go. And the mayor there was clearly telling them, stand back. But when you see that, when you see a police department on fire and you see gangs of thugs roaming around cheering and chanting, I thought they've lost that city and they've lost America. And we have to take it back and say, you will not touch our cops. You will not touch anybody who good, you know, the good people. And if you do do it, we're going to throw the book at you, and you're never going to see the light of day. There cannot be any gray. Let's go to David in Los Angeles. David, you're here on The Rita Cosby Show. Go ahead, David.
1: Two points. First of all, it's time to just stop playing Eric Adams' press conferences all together. He's just a paper mache punk that comes out with his warm and fuzzy things that mean nothing. Oh, we're all in this together. It's us against them. It's an attack on New York. What he should have said was I'm going to reinstitute stop-and-frisk immediately. Okay, now, secondly, I also heard Eric Adams say that the police, oh, we need more psychologists and social workers, and a big popo- component of Black Lives Matter defund the police was to send social workers to domestic calls
4: just like this one. Well, I think as of today, David L.A. is here to
7: proclaim squash that noise,
3: Yeah, and by the way, when I hear social workers and I hear community service, uh, it's like, are you kidding me? You remember there were plans, by the way, in California um, where they talked about sending community activists and community, uh, you know, trained community people for maybe some domestic issues, maybe some traffic stops. Can you imagine if they had sent somebody – to, you know, to the scene of this, uh, domestics, as we were talking with Curtis earlier, are so volatile because there's such emotions running high and, and you don't know if the person that the good person you think that you're protecting turns on you because you're about to arrest the husband or the son or whatever, you know, I mean, there's so many factors. Um, and when you hear this, because of this cauldron, you gotta have experienced people. And, and you know what? I think, you know what? You figure out, you help these people. I agree. You got to try to do what you can first arrest them and then maybe help them while they're behind bars. That's my feeling. It's it, you can't sit there and say, oh, let's coddle them. Let's get them back out. You know, this guy, Alvin Bragg, and your crazy guy, Gascon in Los Angeles. The two of them um, are, are like some of the worst of the worst. The Soros funded D.A.s who continue to double and triple down and say that, you know, that incarceration doesn't work. Well, then, you know what I think needs to happen, David? I think you go back to the quarry. I would put them in a stone quarry and have it be 120 degree heat. And I'd have them wear just like Joe Arpaio pink underwear and start working and doing 20 hour days and see if maybe then maybe incarceration at that point. Maybe that kind of incarceration would work as opposed to, you know, three square meals a day and able to read and have cable. I mean, it is time to get tough. David, thank you. Very, very much. Um, Let's go to Richard in Rockland County. Go ahead, Richard. Your thoughts.
4: Thank you very much. Uh, we got a hardcore billionaire communist who's funding all of these uh, DAs across the country. Yep, Soros. He needs to go to his house in in, uh, Bedford, New York, or the uh, satanic church that he belongs to up there, and shut them down. Every time a cop is shot, uh, seal up some of his bank accounts. Not just a few dollars. But all of the dollars.
3: Yeah, I, it is outrageous. The By the way, Richard, I want to get your take on the fact that Alvin Bragg tonight puts out a statement saying violence. police can't be tolerated. You know, it's horrible. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the police officers. I'm sitting here thinking he, there is still clearly a huge disconnect with this guy there. I, I, he's, I bet you he's not just going to triple down. He's going to quadruple down. You know, I, I do not see this guy changing from what everybody is saying.
4: He's a dime a dozen. George Soros will just buy another one. The real problem is on this snake is George Soros. No, I He's agree. To be economically shut down.
3: And by the way, and in the short term, I agree with you on that. And I also agree that there needs to be protests outside of the office of all these soft on crime DAs, from good citizens who need to say, "We want safe cities. We deserve safe cities, and we are demanding safe cities." Let's go to Robert um, in New Jersey, real quick. Robert, your thoughts?
8: Uh Shurita, I just have to remind you when they told New Mayor talked with the leader of BLM. The leader of BLM promised mayor that the city is going to burn. Maybe this is just the beginning of it. Uh, Well, listen, and
3: by the way, this guy, we have no evidence or anything that he was a BLM guy. He was clearly a a criminal because he had a criminal history. Um, but, But that rhetoric from BLM, you're right, BLM, remember, met very early on, Robert, with Eric Adams. And Eric Adams said, hey, listen, I'm going to bring back the plainclothes police unit, which I think is the absolute right thing to do. It never should have been taken out. That was so stupid of de Blasio. But Eric Adams said, I'm going to bring back that unit. And remember, BLM, Hawk Newsom, the BLM guy and his sister who met with them, came out and they were furious. They were like, how dare he if he does this? You know, we're going to the city's going to burn. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And Eric Adams came out and said, we're still going to do it. I'm not going to basically acquiesce. That was good. I, I actually will applaud Eric Adams. That was very good. Um, But you have to teach these people a lesson, whoever it is that's committing a crime. I don't care whether they're BLM or not BLM. If they are bad people, we need to shut them down. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. I'm going to continue with your calls here on The Rita Cosby Show.
0: This is The Rita Cosby Show.
9: And a
3: very tragic night in New York City. Two police officers responding to a domestic call, one of them clinging to life at this hour. The other one, a young 22-year-old cop, so you know that he was not on the force a long time, was shot dead and shot by an assailant. When they were responding to a domestic call in Harlem, Uh, responses are coming in from all over the place. You know, Kathy Hochul, you know, saying our thoughts and prayers, of course, with the NYPD. Alvin Bragg, soft on crime, D.A. Alvin Bragg in New York, putting out a statement saying, obviously, thoughts and prayers with the officers. Violence against police cannot be tolerated. Saying all the right things, but his policy is not the right things. His policy is light on crime. And remember, he took resisting arrest of an officer off the table. No longer a crime in New York City. And he also changed a number of other crimes from felonies to misdemeanors. And I hate these platitudes that I see. I want to see action. And I want to see people in this city going out to maybe the offices of Alvin Bragg, maybe even going to the governor and saying, we will not tolerate this. This cannot happen. New York City police officers, I have been so honored to meet so many of them. They are the best among us. They epitomize the best in the country. They are the best police force in the country. And these are men and women. They don't get paid a lot of money, especially if you're a cop in the 20s, you know, in your 20s. You're not getting paid a lot of money. You're new on the force. And this is so frightening. It sends a message, first of all, when you're soft on crime and when you don't go out, After people who kill cops and shoot at cops. And also, how about the protests where cops were getting their heads beaten and nothing was happening. We had a vice president who was contributing to the Freedom Fund, the Minnesota Freedom Fund, that was bailing out these people that were rioting and looting and and hitting cops. That was the summer. Remember, the summer of love. And tonight we have a dead cop and we have one who is clinging to life at a hospital in Harlem. And my thoughts and prayers, I love the New York City Police Department. These people do it because they care about the city. That's why you become a police officer. You love the city. You want to give back. You want to do what you can. And then you have this happen. We have to have this mayor needs to stand up and take control of the city. And take control of thugs, not just talk about gun control and social media and things that he talked about tonight, but talk about getting tough on thugs and overruling soft on crime D.A.s because you can arrest people all you want. But if you have a soft on crime D.A., it is a revolving door and good people need to say enough time to get rid of Alvin Bragg. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two 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 one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two. Let's go to Dan in Farmingdale. Dan, your thoughts about all of this?
1: Yeah. Hi, Rita. Uh, I I think this goes back pre-George Floyd, uh, pre-the riots, BLM riots. This goes back to when uh, de Blasio let them get the water balloons thrown at the cops and buckets of water dunked on their head. Absolutely. By
3: the way, Dan, you're right. You are absolutely right because you're right. When that happened and they could not do anything, it was like, ha, ha, ha. Remember they put it on social media? It was like, look what we did. And they felt that they got an inch and now it is horrible. Real quick, let's go to Norman in Brooklyn. Norman, real quick, your thoughts.
7: Yeah, hi, Rita. Yeah, I'm absolutely outraged by uh, Mayor Adams. And the, basically the only thing he has to offer is gun control. And I, I just find it so ironic that every caller and every person on your radio station have got a better answer on how to stop this crime, how to stop all this stuff than our so-called leaders.
3: No, you you are so right, Norman. Norman. Guess what? Good people need to say this will not happen in our city. They're going to have to hear hopefully a lot of protests. Hopefully there's a lot of people outside that hospital tonight praying that that cop survives, praying that that cop goes home to his family. Whether it's tonight or tomorrow, our thoughts and prayers are with the greatest police force in the world, the NYPD. We love you. We support you. And we're praying for you here on The Rita Cosby Show.